Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Southpaw's Tales from the Bar Stool. I'm your host and founder, JD. Uh, to my right, as always, is my hot wife, Kat. She's... I wasn't being inappropriate backstage. Wait, wait. That sounded wrong. She's not a hot wife. She is a hot space wife. What's the difference? Oh, a hot wife is like, you know what a cuck is, right? Yes, I, I've heard that. So before. a cuck is a dude that, that lets his wife go get fucked by anybody. A hot uh, Will wife. Smith, got it. A hot wife is the cuck's wife, like <gasps> the one that goes and gets railed by all the dudes. Wow. So you're not a hot wife, but you're my hot wife. No. So just Once getting that shit time, out of the way. Maybe, but. <laughs> so if you're wanting to comment we'll on the show, uh, like, we are live. We're bringing on uh, Nick Ron here in a little bit. Awesome, awesome guy, Air Force veteran. Uh, coincidentally, we didn't know it when we first started uh, our business relationship, which turns into a friendship. We had the same job in the Air Force uh, a lifetime ago. But make sure he that if you want to comment during the show that you uh, go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook and give them permission to see your name. Come on, it's y'all just can so smell we can see each your name. other. Um, USPs yeah. can smell each other a mile away. Oh, yeah. I can smell your <laughs> panties from here. Are you an SP? And uh, as a reminder, can, I'm just going to keep rolling along. As a reminder, you can uh, see all of our old episodes on YouTube or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search uh, Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool and you can find us. Um, go ahead and uh, tongue punch that share button's uh, fart box for us so everybody else Finger can enjoy blast that like button. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and move ahead so we can get this. This is going to be a fun, fucked up show tonight. So we're just going to keep pressing forward so we Fingers get the good crossed. stuff. Uh, tonight's... Um, and sorry, my mouse is screwed up, so I have to like look <laughs> over to the side here. Uh, Our drink is the Amaretto Sour. We haven't done it yet, and uh, we were walking through a liquor store, actually getting liquor for Jello shots. I'm going to be making for this weekend. So if you're going to be the crawfish boil, I'm going to make 200 Jello shots this time. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, I bought enough Jello for it. I definitely have enough liquor for it. So uh, we were in the liquor store today, and and I didn't want to pay 35 dollars for a bottle of uh, no. of uh, Amaretto. So I Googled it. I was like, okay, let's look up Amaretto and let's Google it and see what's the best. So the top one was DeSerrano. DeSerrano. And then uh, it said, this but best bang for your buck. And there it is. $14 for this bottle right here. $14. So for Am Amaretto Sour, you're going to do uh, two to three ounces of Amaretto for taste. Uh, I do two ounces just because it, it keeps everything more balanced than what some recipes say. Um, but yeah, you're going to do that. You're there. just, you're just eyeball fucking it anyway. So what the hell does it matter? Little more from mom. Boom. Done. Thanks. Uh, ah. 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 After that, you're gonna use a uh, sweet and sour sauce, or not sweet and sour sauce, <laughs> sweet and sour mix. <laughs> um, whatever. Which sweet is sour, so weird. They, they don't sell sweet and sour mix anymore. They it's don't. only margarita it mix. It is margarita mix. That's now. all you'll find anymore. It is. You're gonna uh <sighs> two to three ounces, depending. Oh. You just want to match whatever oh, you did with better. the uh, with the amaretto there. We have a cat staring at me. This is not a professional studio. <laughs> this is not. It may look like it, but it's not. And then you're going to top off with some lemon lime soda. We are using 7-Up Zero because it's I'm trying to not be a fat ass anymore. And then if you want, you can garnish with uh, cherries and an orange slice. Um, I didn't feel like garnishing shit tonight. Oh, thank God. I was Because uh, we just waste shit. What the? I just need your straw to, to stir. Please. So that is your Amaretto Thank sour. You. So let's see if this Amaretto, this $15 Amaretto is actually worth a shit. Boom shakalaka. That is bomb diggity. I haven't had an okay, Amaretto I sour. Definitely, uh, in a I will long definitely time. endorse that, 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 that $15 is good. Amaretto. That is good. And uh, just so you know, it is called D Amore. 
And and it's like 15 bucks. If you like Amaretto Sours, you want a little more bang for your buck when it, when you're talking about liquor, you can get a Italian margarita, which is a margarita where they add Amaretto to it. So you get that sweet and sour flavor, but you also get that tequila. So you get a little more kick on the back end. Just in case you didn't know. Good to know. <laughs> Let's knock out these sponsors real quick so we can bring Nick on because I'm super stoked to talk with him. It's going to be a fun fucking show. Um, our first sponsor, as always, is 5 by 5 Brewing Company. They are Battleborn, Texas-made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas. We're going to see them on Friday. We're yes, going to go we get a pony gonna, keg. We're going to go get a keg of their blonde here. Yes, we are. Uh, but it's co-founded by Army vet George Rice with beers like the 40-millimeter stout, brunette bombshell, and foobar. It's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas markets from the Valley, the Coastal Bend, all the way over to College Station, Bryan area, Hill Country. You can find them all over the place. Uh, make sure you ask your local bar, restaurant, or grocer to start carrying 5x5 Brewing today. You can get more information at 5x5brewing.com, facebook.com slash 5x5brewing. Call them directly at 956-445-5421 or email them at info at 5x5brewing.com. That is the first time I've ever read that and without fucking up. before we move on to our next sponsor, I just want to say, you know how you just generally like someone and you wish them the best? Just you you don't see them very often, but you're like, good for them. George Why George, George Rice is one of them. Yeah, he's definitely it's like one of those. the the fact that five by five is becoming more successful. I'm like, good for that guy. Yeah, fuck yeah, like do it, man. Well, not Get only him, George Rice, not only is he just a badass. Like he's just he's fucking genuine. awesome. He's, he's he's a good dude. Just- uh, I think he, it, it's like an 80% veteran um, employment rate for 5x5. Five five. Uh-huh. So they mm-hmm. they hired mostly veterans. Um, but yeah, enough about them. We got to move forward. I love you guys at 5x5. Five five, but uh, our next sponsor is... Can I stop you there first? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the next sponsor is OMOD Hi. Construction, uh, founded by Marine vet Seth Knox and Matt Anders. Sir, you want to read it? I can, I can read it. it then. Okay, what voice do you want? Sexy voice. General contracting services. The greater Houston. Stop it. I can't be sexy when you're making me laugh. The greater Houston area with a focus on concrete. Mm. No, no. Sexy voice. That's not sexy. <laughs> that's not sexy. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not sexy. Do sexy voice. I don't know. I don't know. Just read it so we can get know. Nick on. No job too big or too small. From residential to commercial and industrial <laughs> foundations. <and past. laughs> See, I can't even do it. OMOG Construction has you covered. You can get a hold of them at omogco.com, facebook.com forward slash omogco, or Instagram, omogco. That's a Omo- Omako. Omoko. And for those of you that don't know, that's uh, one Mexican, one Weto. Weto is Spanish slang for white dude. Um, but that's it for our sponsors. We're gonna go ahead and bring Nick on. So, hey, Nick, what's going on? Yeah, Hi, what's Nick. going on, guys? How you doing? Fabulous. How you doing this afternoon? Wonderful. Just got done with my podcast earlier. Went down to the VFW to make some deals, and then back here. Perfect. That just sounds uh... like your life in a nutshell. I'm basically, envious. no, you do the same freaking thing. <laughs> my gosh so the for those of you that missed the teaser at the beginning uh nick ron is a uh former air force member security forces member uh serial entrepreneur podcaster (laughs) just uh all around (laughs) badass um so anybody that's watched the show in in the past knows that uh, if we have anybody that's that's a business owner we don't make the show about their business so we're going to give you three minutes to talk about whatever uh businesses you have your courses your podcasts whatever plugs you want to make um, do that right now. It starts 
now. All right. I like serial entrepreneur. That's probably uh, going to go in my bio. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Um, I have started uh, six corporations, two LLCs, and 11 nonprofits in the last uh, three years. Um, I've serviced 30,000 veterans in the last three years with Warriors Next Adventure. We run a 24-7 suicide hotline, and uh, we also help vets with uh, free life coaching. So long story short, I don't have any fancy letters next to my name, so um, I have to call myself a life coach. Um, even I'm not a huge fan of that name, but whatever, we got to use it. Um, so essentially <laughs> what we do is we help veterans find um, what's going wrong in their life, and we help them essentially reevaluate how to accept your past and how to move on to a positive future. So that's essentially what we use for that. Um, with the amount of people telling me that, you know, I need to get paid for what I do. I kept telling them like, this is a nonprofit. This is, you know, this is a, um, you know, this is a passion project. So we've had 99 calls on the suicide hotline and 99 of them are still alive. So I'm pretty happy with that number. Good I hope you. I don't get any more calls. Uh, but you know, you know what I'm saying? That's probably a number that's never going to stop going up, unfortunately. Um, pretty damn good at what we do. And then we also do a bunch of different programs where we have uh, mountain climbing sections where every year we do a fundraising lottery and the first five people to raise, uh, the first five people to raise $500 or more get an all expenses paid trip to Colorado on a five day mental health course. And they also do, get to do a mountain climb while they're at it, which oh, is fucking bad. Awesome. I, I got Dude, 500 bucks. Bro, I got so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can literally just donate 500 bucks. Say, I want to go. Um, I got five yeah, it's great. And then if you're a civilian or if after the fact you still want to come, you are absolutely still welcome to come with. Uh, you just got to pay your own way. Likely we'll have room in the Airbnb. It's just going to be a little tight. Um, but <laughs> not like we all haven't squeezed into a 50 man tent with 90 people before. Uh, who's we? Uh, yeah. Military. <laughs> oh, you, you know, security force. You know, you know you've been there. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, we have a race program. We have five dirt track race cars. We actually teach veterans how to build race cars and we actually let them race the cars as well. So if you are a veteran and you want to race a race car, you can come out for free and race a race car. Come visit, man. And then uh, it's dude, it's awesome. <laughs> the only rule is if you win, you have to donate whatever you your winnings to the nonprofit just because we're letting you race our race cars, everything like that, okay. unless you win a special. Okay. If you win a special, you win. We'll let you keep 100 bucks because the okay. special is bringing a lot of money. Am I allowed to check people into the wall? No, you will get kicked Fine. out. Boom. Yeah. See, so, that's all you that's want. That's like the only rule. And don't crash my car. That's the other one. So uh, our races start next week. Um, so next week, I'll be racing a street stock. We have another street stock. We have a pure stock, a sprint car, and a Hornet. Um, there's only one driver of the sprint car, though. That's his car. It's like a $40,000 car. So we don't let people race that one. Um, Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we let the new guys race the Hornet, which is a four banger Saturn ion. So if you crash that, it's going to cost like four bucks to fix. Nice. Um, yeah. Saturn yeah, bars getting pretty hard to come by nowadays. You, yeah, kind of. Um, Minnesota's real big on dirt track racing. So it's pretty easy to find parts. Plus, every car here's a piece of shit because of the snow. So, I mean, that helps. Um, yeah. and then on top of it's that, like we have a jiu-jitsu program. What's that? It's like here with the salt, like with the yeah, salt water. I know, right? <laughs> we have uh, um, fancy snuffle bottoms asking a question. Uh, so, they want to know what are you racing? So we have uh, a dirt track. Uh, we have a stock, uh, I'm sorry, a street stock. Um, it's like a Monte Carlo body. Um, it's a 350 Chevy engine. Wait, wait, um, what, which, which generation Monte? Uh, like fucking seventies Monte Carlo. Uh, the big body? Like the, yeah. like the one, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. the grand national. 
Well, it's oh. it's all whole, it's all hand fabricated. We hand fabricate this whole car. It's a brand new like the chassis is the only thing that comes with it. We've built this thing from the ground up, um, and then we also have um, we have two street stocks. We have a pure stock. Um, you can Google it, pure stock dirt track, and you'll be able to figure it out. And then we also have the Hornet and the the Sprint car. So we get these cars are awesome. Um, my car will be about 110 miles an hour in the straightaway. I'll probably hit the corner at about 90 miles an hour. Um, hopefully don't hit the wall at 90 miles an hour. That'd yeah, be nice. yeah, that, that would suck. <laughs> and then we also have a jujitsu program where we actually will pay for a veteran's first month of jujitsu. If you want to try it out, um, that's a newer program. We've had the jujitsu program, but we just recently started paying for people to train. Um, we work directly with, um, we defy foundation. So anybody who gets denied from we defy foundation, they usually send them over to me and I will at least give them a month of training. We don't have the money that we defy does. So we can only do a month but it's at least enough to get you to decide whether or not you want to train jujitsu or not. Last year, we drove around the country for 45 days filming a documentary called PTSD versus jujitsu. And uh, we hit 35 gyms in 45 days and trained with over 2000 people in 45. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there yeah. because all we've heard is the good, happy, shiny shit. Tell them what really happened on this trip and how <laughs> wonderful that bus was and how reliable that what? bus was. So the bus was called the Warrior Wagon, but I'm going to rename it to the fucking Struggle Bus because that bitch <laughs> broke down. No shit. That bitch, that bus broke down 25 times, 25 times. Right. Was, so luckily for me, I'm a mechanic and I fixed it. Not the first time because the engine blew up. Um, and then uh, all the other times it broke, everything that I fixed didn't break again. So I'm actually a good mechanic. It's just every single thing you can think of could go wrong in a bus fucking went wrong. It was obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it was, it was still cool don't. to watch the progress though to see it come from a yellow short school bus mm -hmm. to being painted white to having the interior turn into a homemade rv it, yeah it, dude it was awesome <laughs> we turned a short bus into a into a camper it was badass it's still down in orlando blown up but uh, i'm flying down to go fix it here soon i'm gonna drive it back home so you're talking about a bus and see my brain's in a completely different direction. Did you make a list of what you wanted to be when you grew up at, at seven and then decided to make it a reality? Cause you're like, okay, I was in the military. Oh, and I drive race cars. Oh, and I'm in karate. Like what the hell? <laughs> Well, there's I'm a reason for it. And I'm a mountain climber. And I'm a mountain climber. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a <laughs> And I'm rowing across ops. the ocean in December. <laughs> oh my God. You're what? I'm rowing a boat across the ocean in December for the Atlantic Challenge. What the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you that? <laughs> no, I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, bro. We're rowing a boat gosh. from Spain to the Caribbean. It's a 3,000-mile rowboat. <laughs> hey, hang on. Just a second, man. I got some people commenting. Uh, Chaz, I can see you in the comments. Uh, Facebook user, if you can go to streamyard.com slash Facebook, give us permission to see your name. Uh, they can't do anything else with Facebook except for let me see who you are. Because otherwise, we're going to call you. Uh, what, were, what are we calling Facebook users today? Fancy Snufflebottoms. Yeah, Fancy <laughs> Snufflebottom is your name until you go to streamyard.com slash Facebook so Mark, we can see who the fuck you are. Mark says, Nick is the man. All caps and everything. <laughs> no, so the funny thing is, like, um, we, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I can't help it. We got one more program I'm going to tell you about. We have a wolf sanctuary as well. So veterans wolves. actually get to go play with wolves. And uh, oh we actually take veterans up there. They get to go not only go inside the cages and pet them and feed them. Um, the females that get access to a lot more wolves because they're scared of men. So like we can't always go in the pens with them. Uh, we can try, but they'll just run away from us. But women go in the pens and they'll like roll up on their backs and let you roll their bellies and everything. Um, I mean, the wolves we, are just like uh, dudes. Are you going to be like, <laughs> like not even Joe Exotic? You're going to be like Steve Exotic's next <laughs> husband or something? Just a little less meth. 
A little less. <laughs> a, a little less. Yeah, your, not teeth, no your teeth are amazing. Not no and meth. Not as just much gay anal less. sex, too. Um, <laughs> it's, it's straight, and for that it's reason, straight I'm anal sex, all right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if you we don't got, make eye contact. It, it's totally heterosexual man on man. Yeah, love. if you don't make eye contact, it's not gay. That's what JD told me. We're just so, establishing so, dominance, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How old are you, Nick? I'm 34. 34, and you've done so much shit. Okay. Yeah. I had a question. There's a reason I blanked for all out, this, So we're though. just going to move on. <laughs> so, but yeah, 34. I mean, Jesus Christ. And you have literally yeah, JD's, taken, like Kat said, you've taken every, hey, go fuck yourself, woman. <laughs> uh, well, the, the reason literally behind... taken like every little boy's dream list and done uh, it all. I mean, you were a cop yeah. in a civilian role. You were what, a state trooper, right? No, no, I was I was a 911 dispatch with the Minnesota State oh, Patrol no. for the last eight years. I knew you were the State Patrol. I knew that. Yeah. I wanted to be a cop, but the whole George Floyd thing happened, and I was actually dispatching all of the riots that happened. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck being a cop. Yeah, but, okay. It's know, unfortunate. The, yeah, the, the reason why I went down this road is, you know, to get a little dark for a second, um, you know, getting out of the military is a struggle for most people, and Warriors Next Adventure is a nonprofit that helps with suicide prevention, and I'm a crisis intervention specialist, so I specialize in crisis. So if a veteran is struggling and is likely going to kill themselves, they connect them to me. Uh, I also recently, just two days ago, partnered with the line of health. So anytime a veteran comes into their hospital who is suicidal, had a suicide attempt, uh, drug overdose, or also um, potentially is homeless, they contact me. And what I do is I help get them the services that they need. And then I also help coach them for real. So I'm I'm essentially a free, like whatever you need. If a veteran needs help, they call me and I can help them get whatever they need. If it's get connected with the VSO to actually get all your your benefits, I do that as well. Um, but then I come in there and instead of a counselor sitting down with them saying, tell me how you feel. I'm more so like, hey, fucker, what's been going on? Right. And then I start <laughs> telling dick and fart jokes. Um, so, like, I, I try to bring comedy into everything that I do. Right. Which is why this podcast is going to work very well for us, because I don't normally let the comedy side out in podcasts because I'm usually talking about mental health and, you know, stuff like that. But um you know, the beautiful thing is I actually attempted suicide in 2015. I put a gun up to my head and I pulled the trigger, but the gun didn't go off. And it was after that I decided that, holy shit, like I'm not supposed to be alive. And so it was that point on I decided I'm literally going to do everything I've ever dreamt of. And literally three months later, I had my first MMA fight back and I ended up winning in a minute and 13 seconds. And uh, by 20, 2018, I was ranked the number five welterweight MMA fighter in Minnesota. Wow. So, that's... yeah, I pretty much took all the dreams I had as a kid. Said, "Fuck it, MMA, exactly." Yeah, I swear to God, it's <laughs> no, like you put it on dreams. a poster. Every little boy's dream. <laughs> you put yeah, it dude. on a poster, and you're like, "Special forces, and karate, <laughs> and MMA, and race car driver, and own yeah. my own business." And so, pretty much, if a veteran comes out to me and says, "Hey, man, I've always wanted to do this," I had a vet come out to me and say, "Hey, I've always wanted to row the entire St. Croix River." I was like, "Let's go do it." Back in December, one of my veterans' moms went missing in that tornado. And I called him up. I'm like, let's fucking drive down to Kentucky and go find your mom. And we went down there. And <laughs> this bitch texted him literally 15 minutes before we get into town. She's like, oh, yeah, I had to change my phone number. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, Malanta. Oh, we had fun, gosh. though. Like, I had a I had a hillbilly in a bar telling me, telling me he was going to skin me alive. Oh, um, fun. Sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. He's a super nice guy. I, hey, I, really, I, really quick. Um, I just, I just want to interject. What sure. um, email can I put on the screen here um, on the ticker at the bottom? Just because if there is somebody that's watching that that needs help, needs help or needs sure. 
or wants to get involved in one of your many thousands of fucking charities and, and <laughs> extreme sports shit you do. Making everyone else look um, like dicks. I want to I want to have that scrolling on the on the bottom of the screen for everybody. Sure, I appreciate dick pics. Um it's going to be oh. warriorsnextadventure at gmail.com. Pretty easy. The only time I have penis envy when y'all start talking about dick pics. <laughs> Dude, working with veterans is fucked up cuz like my number is everywhere. And there's a lot of vets that be like, bro, I really got, I got a question for you. Can you check this out? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Next thing you know, bat, bat wing. And I'm a like, fucking amen. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank like Love the Titanic. It. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so and so I like, it's there was everything, everything we do is free wing. for veterans too. So there was a, after her, it was after I got out of the military, she and I were still dating at the time. Um, no, the good old days. And there was this guy that I met, Garth, uh, that she went to high school with. Yeah. And he and I just instantly clicked as far as like personality types, instant best friends, you know, like so so much testicles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were we were actually going to make a a novelty coffee table book of different ways to show your nuts, like the bat wing and the and we had I shit you not, there were over fifty. Uh, named and different techniques of showing your nuts. He would pull it out and be like, I sat in gum and like right in people's faces. I'm like, my Texas belt belt. How can I get this guy to get me pregnant as quickly as possible? (laughs) Like, let's do this. Apparently. Oh, speaking of pregnant. Oh, speaking of pregnant. Congratulations, Nick. I saw the uh, post the other day. Yeah, you Uh, realize that was on April 1st, right? Was it? (gasps) No, was it? No. No, she's not pregnant. Oh, you're Huh? She's not pregnant. <laughs> well, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> you and Dude, you fell for it. Are we you we went to Las Vegas a couple like a year ago, and we took a picture outside of a chapel, just like, oh shit, what did we do? And then we boarded the plane and left. So we let everybody sit for hours, thinking that we got married in Vegas. <laughs> oh my god, nice. we like to Dang fuck it. with people. Nice. Man, and Fine. I never fall for April Fool shit because I'm skeptical <laughs> of are, everything. I must have just you know, not many realized. Emailed me and didn't. text me like, "Bro, congratulations!" I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." And then like the next day, I'm like, "Yeah, by the way, that was not a burrito or a baby. It was full of risotto and salmon." <laughs> by the way, get fucked. Yeah, he fell for it. Congratulations. <laughs> There's so many people that yes. my my dad did too. So well, that's good. <laughs> so I love. JD was like, yeah, this guy, Nick's going to be involved. I'm like, okay. He's like, he makes that Nordic symbol you like. I'm like, holy shit, the pieces. I keep calling it the pieces of eight. I don't know why. It looks like a pirate <laughs> emblem to me more than a Viking emblem, but I guess I was wrong. So Yeah, it's actually yeah, a Nordic. It's a Nordic compass, right? So yeah. the day that I was looking for the logo for my nonprofit, I had drawn this as a tattoo because uh, I wanted to get it tattooed on my arm in like 2017, and I lost it. And no shit, the night that I was looking for a logo for my nonprofit, this paper fell out of a drawer and hit me in the feet. So what it means is uh, it's meant to guide you on your way, even if you don't know where you're going. It's called the Vigsphere. Um, it's it's just a Nordic compass. The Vikings used to paint it on their boats when they would um, when they would take off. And uh, what they would do is they would use it for guidance, essentially like any kind of symbol, shit like that. And I was like, this is the perfect symbol for what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, it works. I love it. It's just it. It's catchy, and so you are you. You said you're from your family's from what Germany? Yeah, so we're like Norwegian, German, Irish, got uh, it. a little bit of English Muts. too. You're so, a small dick. Hopefully, my parents are watching because I told them to because they just did a tour of Ireland and stayed in multiple castles. So tell us where your family's Irish roots are from. 
Yeah, so we come from the O'Brien and Durden section. So we actually, our family actually has a castle called Huntington Castle, and it was on the Discovery Channel's top ten most haunted places in the world. It's like Gotta there's go. people, yeah. yo, there's people that will like wake you up and like pull your blankets off you and shit, and they're just ghosts. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, hey, Nick, can you put that on your bucket, your family, your life bucket list is to take us to Ireland for that? Because we know <laughs> you'll yeah. do it then. Come yeah, on. yeah. You, well, you the, do anything I actually have it on my plans to do um, to do a two week solo camping trip um, in Ireland. So I'm literally just going to backpack from the West Coast down south all the way to the East Coast. Of course you are. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. My life sucks. I get it. Thank well, you, fly into Dublin. Meet me there. We'll get smashed and we'll go down and stay at the hotel. Smash with like an H and an M. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. That's yeah. security wasted? forces smashed. Yeah. S-C-H-M-A-S-H. <laughs> Only if you don't drink like two months and be yeah. a cheap day. Because like that's that's my jam. Well, <laughs> well you know, believe it or not, if I drink like two or three beers, like I get like a headache and I'm like, eh, I'm kind of done. And I'm, eh, but I can drink. Uh, so you guys are making your favorite drink. Um, I quit drinking many times. I was an alcoholic up until about 2015 or well, it was 2014, really. But uh, I quit for a couple of years and then eventually got to the point where I really just wanted a beer and I drank a beer and I'm like, all right, cool. And that's all I had. Two weeks later, I had a shot of I had a glass of whiskey, and I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm good. I finally realized that I finally had control again, and so I would drink occasionally here and there. But being an MMA fighter, you know, like I was an MMA fighter from 2015 to 2018 when I got knocked out in my last fight. So like we spent the majority of our time afterwards, like every person I fought, the first thing I would do is buy them some whiskey. I'm like, you know, we're gonna have a shot yeah. together. We just got done yeah. beating the shit out of each other. Let's get drunk, and uh, it was all social. Dudes. I oh, it was great. Dudes. Let's like, beat the shit the out of each, out each other, other and, and then you're friends for life. Like what? The Some fuck? of the best friends I have, we <laughs> you started. Blows with we them. started as a fist fight. Nice. Like, and so one yeah. of my best friends is yeah. actually the guy that I fought in 2016. So I broke my neck in 2016 in uh, April, and essentially they told me I would never fight again, and they told me I'd have an 18 month recovery. And I'm like, I'm going to fight again this year. They're like, No, you're not. So what, what happened was two my vertebrae in my neck, my C6 and my C5, were a quarter turn twisted. And the Ugh. disc was bulged out. Oh, and it was fuck. it was rubbing against my fucking spine. Ah. Or my my uh what do you call it? No means no. Yeah. No means no. What's the shit? The spinal cord. And uh <laughs> I lost like an inch and a half of mass on my right bicep. So I look like the small hand guy from Scary. <laughs> oh, Take the small hand. <laughs> Everybody knows what he's talking about. That's really you mean you can do the stranger. It looks like a feminine hand. Like, it was it, get in here, you dirty bitch. I was it's so, much uh, smaller in the, the texture of the fingers. That's why JD married weird. me. I have tiny hands. I make him look huge. No, I, I know exactly huge. what you're talking about though, because after my my uh, motorcycle wreck, yeah. like I shattered my or split my collarbone in half, and then it was like Ooh. a it was displaced like and yeah. So now I have Gross. a plate and ten screws. The, the X-ray is awesome. It looks like a caterpillar. Um <laughs> but uh did yeah, you just my, like callus up really crazy like this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, bump? it's gnarly. It's disgusting. Uh, you can't see it on camera, but yeah. But you it's, can it's feel gnarly. it. It's all bumpy. Oh, yeah, you can lumpy. feel the screw heads uh, uh, on my under my skin. It's crazy. Nasty. But yeah, my, my left you probably side get butt was, was at this, the TSA this, every time, huh? Smaller than my right side because I'm left handed. Um I also had to learn to masturbate with the other hand, which is so weird. I helped him. <laughs> it, we made yeah, it through. <laughs> It was a team effort. I'm like, I just I my going around it. I'm like, I'm ghosting him. What? Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah, the crazy thing was day. like, I broke my neck, and <laughs> I, I told him, I'm like, I'm gonna fight again this year. They're like, No, you're not. I'm like, Yeah, I am. Watch me. 
So I did, I didn't want to go to PT. I did my own PT. I went to the gym and I, I started researching um, epigenetics and neuroscience and like all this crazy shit. Right? I know it sounds nuts, but like I was trying to do my best to grow my brain as much as I could. And so I started studying epigenetics, neuroscience. Um, I started studying Buddhism in about 2016. I can never be a Buddhist because I fucking swear too much and I like meat. So I'm never going to really go full monk. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I could never. Well, never go full monk. No, never go full monk. Um, <laughs> never go full monk. <laughs> so that's actually a hashtag that I use because I accidentally said that on jujitsu dummies, and that's always hashtag never go full monk. Um, never go full monk. But uh, I started doing my own workouts and I started meditating on it as much as I could. So every day I would meditate for about 30 minutes and I would imagine my neck healing and no shit. Um, about a week before I went to go get my staples out, a month after my surgery. I pulled all my staples out with a with a fucking what do they call it? a tweezers or not a tweezers a pliers because the oh, shit was fuck. bothering me. They was like rubbing in my spine and it hurts. So I'm like, I'll just pull it out. Fuck it. So I get in there and the nurse is like, where are your staples? So I'm like, oh, right here. And she's like, what the fuck? You, why did you keep them? First okay. off, okay, look, <laughs> look, as a medical professional, people do not do what Nick did. OK, I'm just saying. Oh, man. And the funny thing oh, is, so the, the did you the, have them in like a Ziploc or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I had him in my and hand. Nurse, no shit. Like, had I had him in my pocket and just pulled him out. Like, here you go. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so the, the neurologist came in and he's like, what the f-? he's like, what did you do? And I'm like, oh, shit. I thought I fucked something up. And uh, come to find out, he's like, your your neck is 100 percent healed in a month. And I'm like, epigenetics, man. He's like, that shit doesn't work. I was like, you just said my neck is healed in a month. You said I'd be gone for 18 months. And I was like, I'm like, good to go. Right. He's like, you're medically cleared. I was like, to what? To fight? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're a fucking freak. I'm like, uh-huh. Dude, it's <laughs> epigenetics, man. Like the thing, if you guys don't know what epigenetics, please Google it. Just start watching some shit by Joe Dispenza and uh, Joe Dispenza and uh, God damn it. Bruce Lipton. They're like the godfathers of epigenetics. The godfathers? The godfathers. Essentially. <laughs> the, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk right now. But no, they're, they're like the godfathers of epigenetics. <laughs> and epigenetics is essentially the, the biology of belief, right? You guys know what a hypochondriac is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Motherfucker thinks himself sick. It's the exact opposite, right? So I healed my neck in a month. Oh, and no shit. April was my surgery. August, I came back and I fought and I won fight of the night. Me and this guy, Yama, who I'm really good friends with now, beat the living shit out of each other and in the third round we high-fived each other right as the bell rang i said let's knock each other out and he just fucking like what the fuck is wrong with you and i'm smiling and shit because like i still think about it like this i'm literally living a boy's dream when i'm supposed to be dead you know i think every time i do something awesome i stop and think like i'm not supposed to be alive you know i think that's why i enjoy life so much is because i realize that i have a second chance and now that i've fixed my shit I literally get to give my life back to veterans who are in that dark spot that I was in, you know, and I get to do awesome shit like fight and play with wolves and race race cars. So, yeah, and climb mountains and, and JD, he makes you look like a. I know. I, <laughs> I am so emasculated because of your presence. Is... Nah, dude, I'm the but, nicest but guy that'll ever. I, kick I, I didn't know that there was a name for for the uh, uh, good thinking for healing. Be, like, like, yeah, when after my, my motorcycle wreck, like, they were like, you, there's a possibility you might, might not talk right, might not walk right. Um, you know, I, I wasn't wearing a helmet, hit the ground at, at 40 at least. Uh, multiple skull fractures, TBI, um, in and out of consciousness. Have, for had days. seizures, so they had to sedate him. Um, 
so yeah it was it was pretty Did bad you, hold They're on like, a second i got a question did you ever try to have sex with him when like, he was having a seizure? It's like vibrate That's mode. None of your business. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I, it was for science, Nick. It crossed my mind for a second, like you know. <laughs> we didn't. Even, it, no penetration was required. It was like a living vibrator. But, like, hello, <laughs> I came twice since we started this conversation. Like, <laughs> me too, and it, it's quite messy over here now. <laughs> but. Uh, to circle back to digress um, <laughs> yeah but but once i was able to actually put uh, um thoughts together and cognitive yeah. thoughts after that uh, after those injuries it was like you're not going to do this I'm like yeah fuck you doc and and that was the whole mentality was just yeah fuck you yeah and you're going to be in physical therapy for your arm and your back and your shoulder for months and months and months and it's like six weeks after the wreck i'm i'm Release from physical therapy, occupational therapy, and it's like, how'd you do that? Because fuck you, that's how. Well, yeah. and that was my JD, that was my exact. It wasn't quote. his. It wasn't positive thinking with him. It was fuck the world. I'm gonna prove everybody wrong because that's who JD is. Yeah, but well, I see, work in a hospital, and I'm all about the power the the power of positive thinking. Like I've had so many patients tell me, "Well, I'm gonna die tonight," and they would. It's like yeah. they absolutely convince themselves, "Okay, this is it," and it was. Yeah, but if they like stayed positive, like I'm gonna go home, my wife like. Usually it's pets. I've got my dog and they really need me. And so I'm going to yeah. get better and I'm going to get better fast. And they would, and they would get better so much quicker or, or because they had a reason. Yeah. Conversely, uh, how many people, especially like husband and wife of 70 years and, and husband dies and, and within 24 hours, wife dies of a yeah. broken heart. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, it's I mean, just, it's, it's completely mental and, and it goes both ways. It can kill you and it can save you. And I'm a firm, firm, firm believer of that. Your story just validates what I believe. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is like, you're using works, him for validation. You know, yes. And, <laughs> and like I tell people all the time, it's literally the way that you think, right? So you, you can't always control what happens. You, you can hundred percent always control the reaction, right? So I ended up getting cancer back in October. And, yeah, of course uh, you did. Life. Cause you just have to try everything. Yeah, well, why not? Fucking Lance and, Armstrong. <laughs> I know, right? It, it sounds fucked up, but there's a book out there called uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Dr. Viktor Frankl. Um, and it essentially talks about logotherapy. And logotherapy is essentially teaching people that hope is what actually keeps people alive. Essentially epigenetics, right? It's an old school way of the, uh, explaining epigenetics. So Viktor Frankl was actually a Holocaust survivor from Auschwitz. And he was also a psychotherapist and uh, some other fucking letters next to his name. And uh, he actually started studying everybody in Auschwitz. And he started realizing that all the people that ended up dying from starvation or overworking were usually the ones who lost hope. But all the guys who essentially had hope and had a meaning for their life, right? Essentially, their meaning was quite literally to suffer, to make it through, right? Their meaning was to suffer. So if they were suffering, they're living. Right. So I had a, a kind of aha moment once I was listening to a Tony Robbins speech and it's on, it kind of just put some things together for me. It's like my life is essentially I'm meant to suffer so I can help people through what they're going through. So I decided when I got cancer, I was just going to tell cancer, go fuck itself. I'm busy. I got shit to do. So I went <laughs> in and uh, dude, it was so funny because like when we went in there, um, my, my dad went with me. And we went into the VA and I already knew it was cancer. So I told my dad, I was like, let's fuck with every nurse that we can. And so we sit down and the first thing that happens is this nurse comes in and she's, she's attractive and she has her, uh, her fucking intern with her. And so I'm like, shit, these two girls are going to have to stare at my balls 
So I open up my legs and my dad's behind me and the nurses are in front of me. And my was dad's it, like, I'm surprised. Cancer? What's that? Was it testicular cancer? Oh, I guess I never said what kind of cancer it was. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Testicular cancer. Oh, well, cancers. I hope so. When you're talking about them feeling your balls, I was like, what kind <laughs> it was of actually nurse tongue was cancer, this? But they did <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were checking my balls. You might want to check my there's a growth down there, too. <laughs> there's a growth my now. My tumor just two gained inches, about four yeah. inches. I have a brain tumor, but there's a growth down there. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is they, they you know, they're looking under my gown and my dad goes, I'm surprised you can see it. And without <gasps> missing a beat, the nurse goes, he's very blessed. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> funny, uh, old guy. Boom! it was pretty good. And then when I went down to get my, my ultrasound, they had to do an ultrasound, right? So it's weird, right? I'm sitting there with my pants halfway down. There's a towel over my junk and a girl, their hand underneath the towel. So I'm like, I'm going to fuck with her, right? So I was like, she's got to be like an early to mid 20s. So I was like, she'll she'll appreciate this. I'm like, hey, you think when they take this one out, they could put like a glow in the dark one where you just like <laughs> and it like starts glowing. I was like, it could be like Rudolph, <laughs> like just pull it out and I could oh lead God. the way. You know what I'm saying? She's like, can you stop? I can't do this when I'm laughing. I was like, well, what about jingle balls like jingle bells? But like, I guess every time I jerk off, it would sound like I'm like dashing through the snow. You know that would be. A, oh, my God. It would sound like someone was entering an antique store. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> dust everywhere. It's so crazy. I was maybe it's an Air Force thing. Um, when I was in the Air Force still, I was 20 and and um, I got. I had uh, testicular cancer, and and luckily mm. for me, I caught it early enough, and it was just a, a caught it early. It swelled up like a fucking watermelon. No, it didn't. I caught it early enough to where it was just there was no chemo or, or anything like that. It was just yeah. a simple surgery to get rid of old well, simple. Simple. Surgery. They didn't even numb me. But oh, well, they numbed me for that one. There was a different surgery that they ah. forgot to to numb me for in the Air Force. It was fucking retarded. But <laughs> hi, but, not um, pregnant person. I can hear her in the background. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I. They ended up, they just cut it off, and then part of my uh, right testicle along with it, just just enough to, to keep me cancer-free after that point. Yeah. And uh, so like they, you're they saying, take it, one was, of your nuts, it, was, it was like a 20-year-old nurse, and uh, she was pretty attractive, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, God, <laughs> don't get hard. Don't get hard. Don't get hard. And yeah, so I keep so saying in my head while she's sitting there playing with my balls. I'm like, fuck. So JD and I have a running joke that there's Tupac and he's one, one and, and a half, half Pac. Pac. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell people like if you see me leaning to the right, just push me back over. I'll be I'll I'll settle myself <laughs> up. But now the the funny thing is like I told everybody like I'm going to be the example of how to handle cancer, right? So I essentially said, yeah, I got ball cancer. We'll get a scan. No big deal. So they cut it out. They had to take a, they had to take my left nut and uh, the it ended up growing to be about eight millimeters, which isn't huge. It's just under a centimeter. You know, it's not massive, but I mean, that's still pretty big. And uh, literally like the day that they did my scan, they found a lump in my chest. And so I had a one millimeter lump in my chest and they're like, yeah, well, you know, there's not much we can do. We'll just wait and see. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I had another scan in February and it's now five millimeters. And uh, so I'm likely going to be battling lung cancer here soon, um, which sucks, but I need to get that done because I got to row the ocean in December. So like I told them, like, can we just cut this out now? And they're like, well, we got to wait till it's a centimeter. I'm like, what the fuck? What so, the hell? Why, yeah, why? Why, not, why not just yeah. take care it's of it? It's the fucking why? VA, man. Oh, that's yeah. why. <clears throat> and uh, I don't so I, I don't have the I money have to a, pay to go down to Mayo Clinic and get a scan because that's like fucking twenty five hundred bucks. So, so I have I have a very serious question. Um, do you have like phantom ball syndrome or did they put like a ping pong ball in there to replace it? No, I was I don't I didn't see the reason for it, you know, like and the funny thing is my right one actually like compensated and got bigger. 
And my testosterone went up like 140 points too, which is crazy. It's like, I'm a freak. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I'm say, didn't flatten out like a dog when it gets So dirty. that other ball was keeping that ball from, from its full potential? I guess. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, releases... it's like a twin uh, uh, absorbing the other in the womb. Yeah, yeah pretty much. There should only well, be cancer, one. Cancer <laughs> actually releases a lot of extra cortisol in the body, and it causes a lot of stress and shit. So that affects testosterone production. So as soon as I lost my testicle... It's like my body said, let's go. But now I'm dealing with the lung shit. So, you know. <clears throat> and now your girlfriend really is going to get pregnant because you're one like Super Bowl. <laughs> I know, right? The thing's starting to take over. Next thing you know, it's going to be a damn Actually, melon Actually, you might want to be careful. Just from you talking, I might get pregnant. So, be <laughs> Yeah, you're not, you're not going to shoot like a million sperm. It's going to just be one gigantic one. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it just comes out, out a baby. <laughs> <laughs> of a catfish it like comes out <laughs> it's like a giant tail. Uh, oh, wait. oh that brings a new meeting to noodling oh West America. i'm not putting my hand in that <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it you can't make me <laughs> look i'm a respiratory therapist i work from the waist up i'm not okay. nope nope I'm not into the whole buttholes and testicles and all that other shit. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, like, I mean I, I've been having some like breathing issues and I've been coughing a lot and shit. Like I'm starting to actually show signs now, which sucks. But um, I have another scan uh, next month. And uh, I mean, it grew four millimeters in like two and a half months. So, I mean, chances are it's close to about a centimeter now if that's the style that it's going. But my thing is that, you know, I'm all about manifesting, right? Saying like, this is what's going to happen, right? but I'm also a realist. So my manifesting also has, yeah, but this could potentially happen. Right. So I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to think this way, but prepare for the worst, hope for the best. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I know that if it is cancer, it hurry the fuck up. I got shit to do, you know? So like I, I've already seen my future 10 years from now, so I'm not worried about it. You know, so 10, so 10 years from now, what are you doing? So I give a speech called the six principles. I'm writing a book right now called the uh, warrior's path. Uh, I'm sorry. Fucking a, my brain is all over the place. It's called the six principles of warriors path to inner peace. Um, and in that book, I talk about, I'm, I'm like 10,000 words in it. So I, I'll be done soon. Hopefully um, I talk about becoming your own hero, right? So the third principle is about accepting your past. And the only way you can actually become your own hero is to quite literally accept your past. Because if your past is always having control of you, what happens when you walk backwards? You can't see where you're going. You're going to trip and fall. Right. So in order to create a better future, which is the fourth principle, you have to accept that. And to become your own hero quite literally means like you need to look up to yourself as your hero. Right. Not right now. I don't consider myself my hero. Right. Me five years from now. That guy's fucking awesome. I can't wait to be that guy. Right. Oh, so you literally here already. Dude, <laughs> you, you literally build, you know, what are some things that you could do to consider yourself your own hero? So often I ask people, who is your hero? They'll say like fucking like a football player or their dad or some shit like that, which not always bad answers, but I always ask them, why isn't it you? And a lot of times I get the answer. Well, I've never done anything worthy of being a hero. Like, you know, it's possible though, right? And look at all the shit that I've done. I did that after I fucking tried to kill myself and realized that I need to fucking do everything possible in this earth because time is running out and I already wasted one chance. I got a second chance and I need to take advantage of it. And you still have the potential to change yourself and be whoever you want to be. You know, we can all be a hero. You know, we're all writing our own book. You know, what do you want your, your book to say? Is it going to be an adventure novel 
or is going to be a fucking sad, boring story of somebody who never got their shit together. Right. So write your own fucking book and decide who you want to be. You can write your book and say, hey, all of this happened, even though it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, it's going to happen because I've already manifested it and I'm going to be that person. It's going to be fucking awesome. So, Nick, um, I'm going to put you on speed dial on my phone. And any day that I have like a badass day at work where like I saved a baby's life and I'm feeling like bomb diggity, I'm going to call and talk to you. So it takes me down a peg or two. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I just saved a life. Thanks Nothing for major. keeping me grounded. Nick. <laughs> thanks for making me seem like a piece of shit. Well, I tell people all the time, like, you know, it, be happy with what you have, like be happy with who you are. But if you're not don't sulk don't feel bad you know don't hate who you are just accept the fact that every choice that you've made in your life has led you to where you're at if you're not happy with your choices if that's true why can't you make a better life because so you're already making the choices that have gotten you to where you're at make different choices to where you want to be so, that, so 10 years from now you're going to be on the book in a book tour and you're going to be the next tim <laughs> robbins like giving speeches motivational speeches and no, telling tim people robbins is going to be paying to go to his shows Ooh, dude so i, like I i've been saying for years i want to be the next tony robbins like he's like literally my idol and i've wanted to be like him and so after i got cancer i lost my job as a carpenter and i'm like shit like what am i going to do and i just got approved for 80 percent through the va so i'm like score i quit I quit working completely and I've been running Warriors Next Adventure full time ever since then. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm going to live my dream. But then I shortly realized that's not enough money. You know, it's it's enough to pay the bills, but it's not enough to really do much, especially with the fucking economy the way it is right no now. No shit. So yeah, I started. New, into that. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I started a new business and I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I started a new business doing something that I love. And I said, I want to be the next veteran Tony Robbins. Right. I'm like, you know what? No, fuck that. I'm just going to go be me and I'm going to change the fucking world my way. And so I started invoke change. And now I teach people how to be motivational speakers. I'm a paid motivational speaker. I'm actually teaching for the air force. The air force is finally fucking paying me to do their suicide prevention classes. I'm starting in my not though. So I don't oh, know. Fuck. No. Myself up there. <laughs> Why do you want to motivate, motivate anybody there? Their souls have already been crushed and destroyed. So and there's no salvation from where, that place. Where do you live, Nick? I, I I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in, I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Twin Cities. No, 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 no you're, you're full address. No, no, not that. <laughs> so in Texas, I, like, I don't know if you know anything about uh, South Texas and like our culture and stuff, but mm -hmm. we are like, um, you know, majority Hispanic uh, or from Mexico, you know, residents. And they believe in like, like pulling out the negativity from your body, including cancer, and like they crack an egg. Have you ever egg, heard of yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I've they crack that. an egg to like release it, and it's supposed to absorb all the negativity and all of that. And like they swear upon that. And hey, I mean, sometimes they get better right after that. I'm just saying, like, well, I tell people all the time, you just got to go with the flow. Like, have you ever heard the story about the Chinese farmer? It's a no. fucking thing, right? So this Chinese farmer has a horse, right? He wakes up in the morning. His horse is gone. The neighbors come over and say, oh, my God, this is terrible. He goes, yeah, maybe. The next day, the horse comes back with three extra wild horses. He goes, oh, this is amazing. And the villagers tell him that. He goes, well, maybe. The next day, one of the wild horses kicks his son and breaks his leg. They go, oh, this is terrible. They go, yeah, maybe. The next day, the army comes through looking for recruits to go to war, and they skip over his son because he's got a broken leg. And he goes, you know, everyone says, oh, this is amazing. He goes, maybe. So you have to understand, we can't choose what the future is going to be all the time. Sometimes certain things happen that are out of the, you know, out of our realm of what we wanted to happen. But you can choose your reaction. 
every time, True. no matter what happens, you can choose your reaction. Somebody could come up to me and slap me like that hillbilly down in Kentucky. who said he's going to skin me alive. <laughs> I could very easily pick him up by the throat and threw him to, through the window. I threatened to do that to JD with the potato peeler because he was pissed me <laughs> off earlier. I'm just saying like, that was I was say. like, I'm going to say it was manslaughter and they're going to be like, you pilled him for an hour. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to be well, like, it was manslaughter. <laughs> Involuntary. I was making pot roast and he was annoying the fuck out of me. It was, it was justifiable <laughs> homicide if it wasn't manslaughter. In my defense, I was deliberately defense. annoying her. It wasn't just <laughs> passive annoyance. Somehow that makes it worse, I think. Like, <laughs> just speaking for myself here. Hi, me again. You're a dick. Uh, that's all. <laughs> that's my positive power thinking. I think you're a dick. <laughs> but I yeah, love the, you and you're my dick. <laughs> the main thing that I preach, though, is like, don't let what happens in life destroy you. You know, you can do two things with tragedy. You know, tragedies happen. People die. We all are going to die. That's that's a beautiful thing about Buddhism that really helped me just chill the fuck out. I just don't worry anymore. I don't carry a gun anymore. I don't. I'm not saying don't carry guns. That's not what I'm saying. I just personally, I don't. Carry I was like, anymore. that's not gonna happen. No, no, no. I'm not telling people not to do that. That's it's a First Amendment right or a Second Amendment right. I think everybody should carry a gun if you want to. Go for it. I just personally stopped. Um, I started sitting with my back to the door. I started doing all of the things that my mind Ooh, and my oh, brain was doing. Oh, that just. Yeah. Oh, that just gave I me can the willies feel him already. cringing from here. Bro, it took me three years. Three that years is, of deliberately sitting day, with my back to the... Yeah, I, I can't do it. And, no, it's not going to happen. Which is okay, because I understand that that's a part of his crazy. So I just accept it. I literally <laughs> was, tell the boys... And what happens when we go out to eat? Dad picks his seat first. They know. Yeah. They all we all stand there and let him pick his seat, and then we sit around yeah. him. So. I'm I'm yeah. the last There's one to eat. I make sure everybody else has food before me, but I am the first yeah. one to choose my fucking seat. Like that's yeah, just... they, there's nothing wrong with that, right? So when, when I'm saying that, I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. I just personally, I saw some things in my life I wanted to change, and in order to change certain things, you got to do difficult shit, right? Yeah. And so in order to get your mental health in the space that you want it to be. You have to do the exact opposite of what your anxiety and your mental health is telling you not to do, right? You know, hey, the majority of the days I wake up, I don't want to get out of fucking bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything, right? I create, I'm a serial entrepreneur because if I don't have something to do, I will get depressed. I will get suicidal and I will hate my fucking life, right? But this morning I woke up like, ah, I don't really want to do much today because it was raining and snowing. I'm like, fuck, man. I dropped my kids off at school. I came home and I sat down on my computer and started working. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was going to sit in bed all day. Damn it. But I have so much shit to do and I can't. I would know. love to just lay in bed at least just one day. Well, like just when I started when I started losing the weight because I've lost like an exorbitant amount of weight. And that was one of the things was if it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. So it's just always one of those mantras. It's always in the back of my head. If it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. So yeah. there's days where like, I don't like waking up at four fucking clock in the morning, but if I want to work out on the days uh, that I have to go to work and work a 12 hour shift to the hospital, I have to do it in the morning at 5 a.m. So yeah. there you go. It's not like I enjoy waking up that early, but you know, when you've got goals and you want to, Hey, I'm Make doing, changes in your life. You got to do crazy shit. I'm rucking yeah. uh, 22 miles on on uh, oh, Memorial Day. How, how long I have you been to walk for 22 miles? How long have you been training for that? <laughs> I'm starting training the, the next next week. You haven't. Oh, trained. but I've never <laughs> even trained for any of the hundred mile ones I've done, and I still and you hurt that. yourself. It, oh yeah, my feet are a fucking hamburger when that shit's done. Dude, I I will not do ruck marches and fucking. I was about like to the, invite you. 
the Ooh. the irreverent warrior silky fuck all that shit right <laughs> I'll, I'll go hiking like climbing mountains and shit but like rucking fuck that i hated that in the military just like I don't see but run anymore. our rocks the rocks shit. that we do down here it, it's very um laid back if you want to have a ruck you can have a ruck if you don't want to wear a ruck you don't if you want to drink you beer the whole it. fucking time do it We've there was a guy rucks. chugging whiskey <laughs> we, well that the september 11th one you did a couple years ago everybody showed up with an 18 pack of beer in their ruck so your ruck got lighter oh, yeah. the farther you got into it <laughs> and it was 20 miles by the time the 20 miles was done everybody's pissing in every third yard that you pass because <laughs> you just have so much beer inside of you um the one we're doing on well, uh, I'd rather you have beer inside of you than you spending the night with all those dudes having other things inside of you. So hey, what happens on the ruck stays on the ruck. I knew becomes it. home and he smells like Vaseline. You know exactly what the fuck happened. <laughs> hey, that's that's Lewis. Lewis, we need to have a conversation. Zeke, are you on here? Zeke, you were supposed to tell me. Bros before hoes. Son of a so uh, I, I do have to plug this real quick uh, if just because we're on the subject. If you are in the South Texas area on the Memorial Day and you want to be involved, um, it's it's I can't remember what it, I think it's like 30 bucks for the for the ruck. And then there's going to be a banquet in the afternoon or the evening time uh, provided. We provide all the uh, food. There's going to be live auctions. There's going to be live bands. Um, the bands have veteran members in them, too. So it's going to be a full vet centric day. Um Harley Davidson and Corpus Christi is going to be providing the lunch for us that day. Awesome. Um, so it's going to be just really fucking cool. You're just going to walk 22 miles, talk shit, call each other horrible names, uh, flip each other the bird. Oh, I've got plenty. Piss, moan, complain, and then uh, eat, and drink, and be merry. Awesome. Dude, that's me. Anytime I have to do something I don't want to do, like, this is fucking bullshit. I'll complain the whole time. I'll do it, but I'll complain. I did the Murph last year. <gasps> complain the whole fucking time like this is uh, JD i want to do, do that. that i want to do it and i have yeah. no shape the no, Murph I'm, not, not, I'm not even remotely not, close uh, no Ugh. he's not even close to doing it no. we we ended up doing it in i think we ended up doing it in 42 minutes we wanted to do it in under an hour good god oh my god yeah. we killed that it dude insane. i did it with another uh, another air wrong force with you i had a buddy <laughs> of mine do it in like 211 mm. i think is what it was and i thought that was impressive under yeah, an we, hour? We Get went fucked. hardcore, dude. No like, fucking we, way. I don't, yeah. I don't want to brag or anything, but I could slap Will Smith <laughs> at like 18 miles per hour <laughs> or slap Chris Rock with Will Smith's hand at 18 miles have an hour. Seen, in that game. Have you seen there's already a website where you, it's it's a hand and you swipe it across your, your slap him, screen you to slap Chris Rock and it tells you how many miles an hour you swiped him. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love the internet so much, man. <laughs> it was within it was within 36 hours of the It was of amazing. It was so fast. It was awesome. And well, before dude, we close out tonight, I do have to plug our next show uh, and ask for y'all's help. So we are actually going to be doing the not-so-newlywed game uh, where we're answering questions about each other with uh, dry erase markers. And if we get the answer wrong, we have to drink. Fine. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, go ahead and post your questions that you want asked or message JD and I on Facebook and let us know what questions you have. And we will give you credit live on, well, not live on the show. We have to pre-record it, which is why we're asking for the questions now. So, but we will give you a shout out if you give us the questions and we use them on the show. Hell yeah. So we we're, we're going to be wrapping this up. We don't have to wrap it up right this second, but we're within we're the last five, 10 minutes of this. Um, I'm definitely, definitely going to have to have you on another time because this, oh, bro, this hour I, went entirely, yeah, entirely too, too fucking fast. And there's so <laughs> many things that we touched on that I definitely want to delve farther in. Um, you know, I, I've, I brought it up on the show um, uh, last season um, 
about we my- didn't even get to know the name of your super testicle like i'm really sad <laughs> <laughs> Surely i actually he never named it like we could do a naming what? competition <laughs> oh please please okay funniest funniest name to come across the comments in the next five minutes wins, <laughs> wins what what do we have we have merch what merch do we have left i, I have no fun. you want we a hat merch. you want to make him a hat sure we'll make, a hat. Hat. we'll make you a southpaw hat there you go which by the way i need to order some more hats man these ones yeah we'll, <laughs> we we'll, we'll, we'll touch base yeah. we'll, we'll talk about uh it. But, but but yeah there's a lot of things that that um i got a lot going on man it's hard to with, talk with about even, what i do in an hour <laughs> Well, I'm I'm talking about just how we've gone different ways uh, from the same background, um, completely different, and and even a lot of the story after the military are are <laughs> oh, Mark with a C says Hulk nut. Uh, you know I. You wouldn't like I it think, when it's angry. <laughs> I think I think a lot of us veterans have the uh, the I almost committed suicide stories, yeah. and it, it's kind of crazy to see the the parallels, and then also see how it's affected and gone the opposite direction. Um, I used to be before I, I got myself in counseling and everything. Um, I was very angry. Like I was, he I was, was a salty I was, bitch. I was the Kyle that would punch like gigantic <laughs> holes in walls and shit. Cause I didn't know how to deal with anything. Drink a lot of monster energy. Yeah. Yeah. I drink shirts. monster and, and yeah, punch holes in walls. <laughs> he and, was and now it's like, it. I get frustrated, but to get me like truly angry the way that I used to get angry. It only it takes, takes me. It only takes me. She knows exactly. It's because you know the buttons. Here's the thing about women. Women know those the buttons. Love those buttons. And she fucking. They, you know what's crazy? It's and just timing... the buttons light up when I push them, and so it's fun. It's so pretty. <laughs> like no, <laughs> that's just my face and the red that's lighting up. <laughs> yeah, she's like a kid in an elevator. It's <laughs> exactly how it is. But it's it's weird. Like to to I. I I think that like your, your failed suicide um, motivated you to do all this stuff. And, and my failed suicide. failed suicide. It's a failed because you failed. Oh, yeah. I, I, I failed, failed at it too. And, and Dude, I'm so here's, glad a, here's I, the I thing about that word failure, but, right? It's okay to fail, right? To, people make so many excuses why they should call something not a failure, right? <laughs> it drives me fucking insane. There's certain <laughs> button sniper. <laughs> that's a good one i like it but i like sniper. it but no like failure is good you learn from failure right i've had a lot of failures in my life you know and people say oh you're not a failure i was like oh i know that i'm not a failure at all but i failed a lot right it's okay to learn from a failure that's why like in jujitsu no there's no losing it yeah there is you failed you didn't fucking win you lost right take that loss and grow from it right there's so many people trying to sugarcoat shit in this fucking gimme gimme society that we have like this True. fucking bubble wrap motherfuckers fail just quit being scared to fail you started your company knowing that you could fail but you yeah. did it anyway fuck it yolo send it oh yeah i call it, I call it a lot of the grab ass society i'm gonna grab your ass and tell you you're pretty like yeah, yeah. well dude you you make the best hats i've ever fucking had i've ordered like six different Sorry. style hats here's the only ones this the shit doesn't fall off i love it and i constantly get phone calls like, give me some more fucking hats you know and um i just haven't had the money for it now i just said fuck it and i'm gonna do it but failure can't be the reason why you don't do things you know i do all kinds of shit i almost didn't make it to the top of the mountain last time we climbed because my heart issue found out you know i have potentially have fucking lung cancer so that could be why it's fucking hard for me to climb at fourteen thousand feet you Makes gotta sense. still try you know like rowing the ocean i don't know what's gonna happen out there i'm terrified uh well not really terrified but 
more so curious as to how I'm going to react in a boat with four Air Force cops. All of us are security forces. Oh, it's not going to be a solo row. It's going to be. It's uh, going to be like my mom. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were going all fucking crazy and doing a solo row. Crap. Well, oh, gosh, I think that no. would be cool, but it's we'll that do two hours on, two hours off. And the record for our style boat is 50 days and 11 hours. So our goal is 49 days. We'll set three world records. Do you know I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records, by the way? Are you really? With about 1,100 other people. Uh, when we were living <laughs> up in East Texas, uh, the company that I was working for was involved in this thing. It was all the, the home builders and plumbers, electricians, and landscapers, and all this shit for, for Tyler, Texas got together. And we built a house. And I shit you not, from the time that you they we started pouring concrete to move in ready, that's taped, floated, painted, sure. landscaped, everything, two hours and 53 minutes. Get the fuck out of here. How the hell did it's, you do that? It was you can, donated you can, to was it like a fucking six foot wide house? No. Well, no. well, the 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 concrete that they <laughs> used, shit. the concrete that they used, it greens at like 250 degrees. Yeah. Um, you pour it, it's self-leveling. Um, you can walk on it in seven minutes. Uh, you can set what walls on it fuck? within eleven. Yeah. Uh, so set, while that's drying, they're building walls. They're building and walls they're on the side. Yeah. While the walls oh are still laying down, yeah. the plumbers and electricians are roughing in everything. Um and then 11 minutes in, they can start standing walls. So yeah. they start standing on the walls. Um, while that's going on, they've got these gigantic sawhorses that they're building the roof. And the roof was a simple, just uh, just a gable. There's no hips, valleys, sure. or anything like that. Simple gable roof. They're building that. Um, once they have all the walls in place, they um, stop all the construction. They brought a crane, lifted up the, the roof, which is decked and shingled all the way up until like the last three or four foot to the peak. Lifted the crane, put on there. Um, people are taping, floating, painting, like the whole thing. Like it's Fast crazy. drying paint. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was donated to Habitats for Humanity. I was going to make oh, a joke amazing. about uh, the licensing and the inspections taking 17 days, but. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the punch out list afterwards was fucking insane. But, <laughs> but, but still, we got that's insane, really cool... dude. And then we got to swing on the world's largest swing. And <laughs> yeah, the guy that financed the whole thing, he's he's, he's financed like Guinness 10 Guinness record records at dude. this point. That's yeah. awesome. It's his thing. He's like some multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yeah, that's, that's what he badass. wants to do with his millions. Oh, yeah, fucking cool for him. Well, if I had do. millions, I'd be doing shit like that. No, too. you wouldn't. I mean, maybe <laughs> building habitats for humanity, but not like investing in Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah, I would. Hey, I'll actually, um, so our team will have three world records if we do it in 49 days. I will have a record myself for being the first uniball to make it across the ocean. In the race. Yes. You do that. You get that. You get <laughs> I'll that set a record Hulk for the nut. first single it's, it's nut. Hulk nut. It's that Hulk <laughs> nut power. <laughs> I think oh that's my pretty God. fucking sweet. <laughs> but, man, we've got to start wrapping it up. Nick. Yeah, no worries. Nick. Oh, my God. We are definitely, definitely, definitely going to have to uh, yeah, for sure, man. continue this sooner than later. Um. Don't go anywhere once we uh, shut this up. I want to see if we can uh, uh, schedule this in advance. Yeah, I really, I am man. really, really interested in doing this again. What are you doing? You've got beard hairs like brushing your mic. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, that, that's my spacer. Eyes. That's how. That's how I know how close to get oh, to have that good bad. crisp sound. My bad. But for, I, it's just if I ride behind you on a motorcycle, it turns into dental floss. So <laughs> traumatized yeah. a little. So it's fine. But uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to check out all of our old podcasts uh, on on the YouTube and shows. any of your uh, favorite podcasting platforms. Make sure that you uh, tongue punch that uh, share button spark box and uh, let everybody know about this shit show. Uh, thank you again, Nick. Thank you, yeah, Kat, for being Thanks, there. Because you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, don't forget uh, to, to ask us um, uh, via yes, messenger or in the group. questions out there. Yes. Questions for the uh, not so newlywed game so we can get shit housed. Um, shit housed. By your, by your question. Not shit faced, but shit housed. Shit housed. That's how we roll. Coming but, uh, at you. Hashtag shit housed. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we're out of here. Thank you guys. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Shit house.